This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer... Sam is missing her number one. Charlene is going through the motions. And we talk aunties, uncles, and that proverbial village that raises our kids. Hello. How are you? (laughs) Okay. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. We are back. Uh, Thank goodness. we're just, we're just, we're just doing it. Just doing it. <laughs> I think I'm also running through the motions. Yeah, it feels. I feel a little bit like I'm losing my mind, but I think it's just it's winter and we're tired and we've had sick kids and we've and all it, been under the weather. It's and we blinked and it was July. Exactly. And then, like we were just discussing before we started recording, like we're in the middle of the year and that. Before we know it, that year-end rush that generally starts in like October is going to hit us, and it's and then there's that shit show to deal with. Yes, and that just makes me feel frazzled and like I can't string any of my thoughts together. Yeah, so the best thing to do is kind of to put one foot in front of front of the other and, and just in autopilot, just yeah. autopilot life. <laughs> I think I'm in autopilot as well. Um, Who's your number one? That you're missing so vehemently. Coffee. <laughs> okay. Me too. <laughs> I'm really, my brain is not working appropriately. It's I've, not. I have to confess, I had coffee this weekend. <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't. It was cold. I was mizzy. I just needed a little pick-me-up. I, f- I feel like I, I don't even need a pick-me-up. I need... I need my brain to work again. It's not working. You know what's scary is I miss coffee more than I miss gin. Yes, <laughs> I miss coffee more than I miss wine. What has happened to me? No. What is my life? I like, you know when you fantasize about certain things. So I was making the bed before you arrived this morning and I was sort of maneuvering the duvet and it was still warm underneath and that warm air came out and I was just like, fuck it. When am I going to take a day Drop Elijah at school and dive into that duvet and just sit and watch Netflix all day. And the the thing that comes into my mind with that is it always has a cup of coffee with it. Mm, yeah. I like a I, I drink mine black and bitter <laughs> and that's yeah. That I I just um I'm really But do you have, beyond a craving now. But do you have deadlines this week? Yeah. I do. <laughs> when don't i blows that out of the water also just the mom guilt charlene so it's holidays and my child doesn't typically have school but for the parents who have no other option um they have holiday club but there's six kids in holiday club right now and three of them leave at two and my poor orphans staying until half past four Mm. and i feel bad about it i feel really bad Remember, remember a few episodes ago when I said, I'm not on top of things. I can't get through all of my WhatsApps 
not even my husband. So of when he told me that he's not going to be here in July. Yes, yes. It's happened. He's not Ladies here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is July and <laughs> Ray is away. And Sam still <laughs> finds herself thinking, oh, yes, he did tell me he wasn't going to. Why is Ray not Why here? Why is Ray not here? I don't get it. <laughs> I'm solo parenting. I didn't get my – the ideal is to – get all my deadlines sorted before holidays so that I could have that special week with my child, right? I know. To do something with him while he's off and while he still wants to do stuff with me. That's what I I was just thinking that. Like I wanted to take him like decorate donuts or Mm. just do something, maybe take him to the zoo or stuff that he likes to do at school holidays. I mean, why should he just sit at home and be bored all day like let me stimulate him and do something with him but I have so much oh. to get and through. because we sort of work for ourselves the assumption is we can make that time mm, mm. well ladies and gents you can't we're <laughs> fucked <laughs> unless you can produce more hours in a day you, no. th- there's just no doing it the, listen you can do it but it comes at a price for example I was going to say to you why don't you just take the day off tomorrow there's a cold front Take Elijah to Holiday Club, take a few hours, get back under the covers, watch some Netflix, and maybe go pick him up at two or three. Take the day off. Instead of picking him up at four, go at three and then do something with him in the afternoon. But you could do that, but that comes at a price. It does. Because it adds pressure at the end of a deadline or Mm. future Sam at some point has to kick in and deal with reality. Exactly. Mm. So speaking about future Sam and future Charlene, <laughs> I know what your um, bad mom moment was this week. Why don't you enlighten us? It's not a, it's, I suppose it's not such a bad thing, but I've been on this rampage of getting my life sorted and I realize now that we're talking about it, I have these, when I feel like things are spinning out of control, I feel like my, la- my life is chaotic and it's generally at these times when I, I'm just going through the motions because I can't think about things too much otherwise I won't cope so I'm in this this nesting phase that I'm going through about clearing all all my cupboards taking control of what you can control isn't it I'm trying Uh to like subconsciously I'm realizing I need to try and control at least something in my life I can't control my toddler I cannot control many things in life and I can't control how time is running away from me so let me at least just organize my life because that I can control I dislike the state of my house let me get everything sorted out so I made good progress because a couple of weekends each weekend I tackled something that bothered me in the house this weekend was going to be tackling the kids toys and I've put a whole things a, a whole bunch of things out that I'm going to donate to um, moms like unf- uh, less fortunate moms who need baby stuff and so on stuff that Jesse and Josh aren't using anymore and this weekend I was supposed to do the toys but I thought that um, so this is like my bombing at momming moment and my bad mom moment all meshed into one all mes- meshed into one I thought, Red decides we'll have a braai on Saturday afternoon because he's out working. He'll come home and in the early afternoon when it's not too cold, we'll have a braai. So the kids are playing outside. I decide I'll get Josh's tent and set it up for him because he kept on saying to his dad, we're camping, we're camping. So I went and fetched his tent and put the tent up for them good on, for you. on the lawn. So I was like, yay, you're a good mom. We're going to play in this tent and just be present in the moment a little bit. And then I didn't think it through because then the tent was not allowed to go down again. Uh. And so finally I was like, okay, so fine. The tent can come in the house. It's a small little one-man camp master tent. It's like a, a kiddie's tent. We'll just like 
won't disassemble it. We'll just like squeeze it through the door and then bring (laughs) it into the house. And then the kids played in that perfectly fine. Then the tent had to go to Josh's room. And I was like, okay, cool. I can be a fun mom. I'll make him a bed in his tent and then he can sleep in it on Saturday night. And we'll read a book with our torch. We'll just be camping in his bedroom. Fun. Yeah. Loved it. Super excited. Very nice. Sunday morning, (laughs) we get up, tidy the house just to do a couple of things. Just for a moment, I wasn't paying attention. It was probably about 10 minutes or so. And I just heard a big noise in Josh's room. And when I (laughs) went back in there, he had emptied every single container that contains a toy or toys in his room just on a big pile in this tent. So now I not only had to disassemble the tent but I had to resort all of Josh's toys and I didn't <laughs> I just I what was, did you do I was too lazy I just I took three large buckets and literally held it in front of the entrance of the tent <laughs> and scraped everything into these buckets <laughs> and I put them in the corner for future Charlene to deal with I just I couldn't do it and I was lazy the whole day yesterday I didn't cook I didn't clean. I did not lift a finger. In fact, my mom came over to play with the kids. I didn't even talk to them. I sat on the couch and binge watched The Good Wife. Ah, well, that's good. <laughs> I, I think that's you winning there. Until I started feeling very guilty and then I got up and decided and to do something. To talk to somebody. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't deal. I was just, I need a break from my life. That's how I feel. How's your, how's, how's your bad mom moment um, and bombing at momming going? Yeah, also just go together with me missing my number one, coffee, and my number two, Ray. Mm. Um, yeah, Elijah, I spoke about this last week where if I'm away, I don't think Elijah acts up as much as he does when Ray's not here because I'm not away for this long. Mm. He's been very emotional and hasn't dealt well with the week that Ray hasn't been here. He kind of, um, you know, when he creeps into bed with me in the early mornings, he'll like, I put a pillow on Ray's side so that Elijah doesn't fall off his mm. side of the bed if he rolls or whatever. And he like tapped on that pillow a few days, mornings in the past week and was like, Daddy, I want to lie by you. Daddy, I want to lie by you. And then I've got to wake up and be like, Daddy's not here. Aww. And then he sighs and he goes, only mommy. <laughs> Great, I'll take it. I'll have to take just this mom of mine. Yeah, and he just he's he toggles between being defiant and naughty, and when he has those like Satan eyes, Mm -hmm. and they when they purposefully do something that they that you they know and you know they're not supposed to. Yeah, and they just do it anyway. Mm. Um, toggling between that and him just being very emotional and crying. We were at Kirillicious over the weekend, and the um. Some bigger boys were playing on the jumping castle and it kind of pulled away from its air supply. And so it went, started going down. Elijah was hysterical because oh, he got a fright oh, because yeah. the jumping castle popped. He's not that kid. Yeah. He's not that kid that like he'll watch and maybe like say something, but he won't be in hysterics because mm. of it. This morning he was in hysterics because I took his dummy away after he knows he can't have it after sleep time. Yeah, Normally he wouldn't be like genuine tears. Mm. Normally he would be like play crying and cross with you and move on to the next thing. These were genuine tears. He let the water out of his bath while I was getting his jammies and that and he was crying 
thing and I came into the bathroom and I was just like, what's wrong? The water's going out. It gave me a fright. He was so upset. Shame. So it just, and I, and so it goes. It's just mm. been a hell of a lot of emotions that I'm tackling and I think that is my bumming at mommy. Mm. I think, you know, I've managed to manage it and, and when we deal with the discipline stuff he always asks for a hug afterwards and we've been friends for this week that's good yeah i would say my bad mom moment creeps in when i say we've been friends that means i allowed him to eat breakfast and watch ipad in the bed while i got ready uh-huh just little things that save my sanity that mm. I'm not thinking about the long term, like when Ray gets back, he's going to want to continue doing that. Yeah, like introducing bad habits just because for now it gets Fuck you it. through. Exactly. You know, i got to pick my battles. Well, mm-hmm. that's what I, he, it's now our thing. Maybe I'll keep it our thing that when daddy's not here, you can eat breakfast in the bed and like a little binge treat, watch yeah, on the iPad. Yeah. But when daddy's here, we're back to normal. Well, you know, Something like I don't know. I'm so glad you mentioned that because just this weekend I was thinking, how did I, how did I become such a bad parent? Because I just I th- I think of how other parents handle discipline, or I see things that happen with my friends and how they handle their kids, and I don't know if that's how it goes because these eyes watching or you're in a public place or you're with other people and so it just seems like they have their shit together but I find myself feeling like a terrible parent all the time I don't have the answers I don't have the patience I'm Mm. always just rushing and I suppose it leads into how that's just parenting that's why we need support because we can't always get it right all the time no we can't and we can't there's nothing more that my child and obviously your children will want than for you to just be there and sitting with. So I was alone with him yesterday and we building blocks and whatever. The second I pick up my cell phone, if Ray's messaging me or someone's mm. checking on me or something, because I'm alone with my kid. Mm. And the second I pick up my phone, he does some, he either does something naughty or he tells me, mommy, no, not now. Put your phone down. Yeah. And I just think that's what parents struggle with is okay not just your phone we have to go and make the beds we have to Things do the dishes have to still get done we have to make the food and whatever and and how do you know because they I said to Josh I had a moment last week on Friday actually where he said where did you go mommy I said oh you know what grown-ups we always have so many things to do I had work stuff to do and I, I had to go do them he was like but why can't you stay by me I said to him because I'm an adult I would love to be here and play in the sand with you the whole day, but things have to get done. It's part of being an adult. I don't want to be an adult, but I have to be an adult. So (laughs) if you can, like, don't grow up. Okay, mommy. Like, you know, and that's literally how I feel. I also see him acting out or acting up when my attention starts going or veering off of exactly what he is doing. And then I feel guilty because I would love to be engaging with him all the time. But it's impossible because we have to make sure that they do all the things. Exactly. And sometimes, sometimes I don't want to. I don't want to fucking build blocks with you now. I don't want to engage with you. I don't want to be around you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. But, but do I don't we ever to. get to, to say that? No, to be like that? You no, don't. you don't. And then just thinking that makes me feel guilty. Yeah. Can I just say, fuck those flipping posts and stuff on social media about 
they're only little ones and it will only be a short time where they'll want to be with you know like <laughs> you only have 18 summers with your kids make the most of it and I'm just like okay but it's ho- it's hard I know it's true and I do sometimes feel like that when I see how quickly Jess is developing now and my little girl my last baby is talking and walking and just so grown up already I do for a very split second feel like oh man it's gone. It's gone forever, This that baby babiness. Yeah. But then I come right back to reality and I think, fuck, just get me through this. Can I just be done with this yeah. already? <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I'm constantly between those two. And I, I don't know. I mean, I suppose it's very novel. You look at having kids when you don't have kids. And I I was very involved with all my nieces and nephews and, and them growing up. And I... I don't know, I think I was better at at that than being a mom. Maybe I just doubt myself for no reason, but I just feel like I'm not doing so well. <laughs> you are. You are. I think you're hard on yourself. And also the, I genuinely think my toddler hates me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Charlene, you know who your toddler doesn't hate? His dad. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. his aunties and uncles. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. Okay. You might be a bad mom, but you've got some people in your life who sort you out when you want to tune out, right? This is true. Not this that you true. are ever tuned out, except for when you take two minutes to yourself to yes. watch an episode of The Good Wife. You exactly. know you're allowed to do that, right? Yes, yes. I, I, <laughs> I should know that. <laughs> so over and above the grandparents who we so appreciate and, and love in our kids' lives and who we have spoken about, um, we've got the aunties and uncles. Yeah, I mean, th- it, we're we're lucky to have them actually. And um, by aunties and uncles, I I also have friends who act as aunties and uncles in Same. my kids' lives. Same. Okay. Well, let's get started on that discussion by first asking you, Charlene, are you an auntie? Yes, I am an auntie. So both my siblings have uh, children. Um, uh, my older brother and my younger sister. They each have two kids, boys and girls, boys and girls on both sides. And I was the last one to have kids. So I was um, quite involved in their baby stage and growing up and until my brother and his kids immigrated. Um, so I don't see so much of, the, of that niece and nephew of mine anymore. But we talk on Skype and they're teenagers now so we can WhatsApp and Facebook message and that kind of thing. But also with my sister's kids, I godmother to um, her daughter and um, even my sister was a young mom. So when she was breastfeeding, I was very involved in that process. Her recovery after her C-section um, because she lived in the house with um, – uh, myself and my mom still at that point. So, yeah, very involved. So, yeah, I mean, you basically had a baby in the house. So. Exactly. Yeah. And I kind of feel guilty because now that I'm a mom myself, I'm much less involved in their lives. And for the kids, 
it must be difficult for them because I'm sure my nieces and nephews don't really understand why Auntie Charlene is just like not she's our not, aunt anymore. She's not in anymore. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. and it's not that I'm not in. It's just that I have these two little critters <laughs> of my own that now needs me, you know. I'm the same, Mark. My brother and sister don't have kids. My brother was a, a bachelor until very recently. So he's in his mid-30s and t- dating again. Nice, and, nice. Uh, my sister is 24 and living it up. Yeah, still studying and yeah. doing the, all of the things. Having the life. She's, um, but I, so neither of them have kids, but Ray and I have been together 17 years and my niece on his side, the eldest, um, turned one. It was her first birthday when I met Ray's family. Okay, right. So I've watched her grow up basically. And um, her sister, who's two years younger than her, um, also watched her grow up. And then the little Lot Lamiki, who is now nine. Um, so it's three girls on Ray's brother's side. Okay, so these, the, so the old, older ones are now teenagers as well. Yes. Okay. Cool. And then little Maya is nine years old, and I think that a very similar thing happened that we doted a lot on the older girls, and then they got old and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Not by no means ugly; they're beautiful, but they, you know, got independence and whatever. And, and Ray and I were very fun aunties and uncles. I feel. Yeah. Um, and involved, they never like we were young. Yeah, I was going to say because we so you were also like young aunts and uncles yes, to them. Yeah. I mean, I was in my, I was in high school, mm. and then in my very early twenties when they were getting big. So it's not like we ever really like they didn't come to our house or whatever. But I did on you know one or two occasions, especially before Maya arrived, when my sister sister in law was still pregnant with her. I made a plan to, so I was at varsity, so I made a plan to go fetch them from school um, mm. or from holiday club in the holidays, and then I took them to movies. Yes. So Ray and I would do that from time to time, not as often as I'd like, but Ray was also very nervous because he had these other people's kids in yes, his car and whatever. Yes, it's a big responsibility, yes. Ray was very nervous of the responsibility, and I was just like, no, hang on, these are our nieces. We must take them out of, off of Claire's hands for a second, Claire, yeah. my sister-in-law, and... Um, so I tried, but it was limited, I think, because of my age and because of Ray's hesitation. Mm. But you know, when we did see them, you, you spent know, a lot we of quality time with to them, the wall, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, Maya, I feel like when Elijah came, it was also like a, she wasn't the baby anymore, and she couldn't understand why Sam and Ray weren't doting on her as much. Yeah, I suppose. I think it was sure. a. A transition. But yeah. I love my nieces and I loved being an auntie and I can't wait for my brother and sister to have kids because I know now from being a mom how much support you, you need. need. Yeah. And I, I, I think my sister-in-law feels the same. She's always saying to me, and she lives um, in Centurion, so it's a, it's a fair way. It's not like in another province, but it's quite a distance from where I stay. So I live in Joburg and our family mostly all live in Centurion and Pretoria. And, um, yeah, I, 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 she keeps telling me, you know, you can drop him off any time. And you know me with my control issues. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've got the same thing also. Because if I think about how involved I was in my sister's children's lives, like they would – I lived on my own in a flat – 
And I, I was working already, but I was um, not involved in a serious relationship at that point. And um, the kids would come and spend the weekend, both of the kids would come and spend the weekend with me at my flat. And I'd usually have like a girlfriend, we would take them to the movies, we'd take them to go putt-putt, or that kind of thing. Hayley was still quite small. And it was just before I met Rhett. So when I met Rhett, Hayley was about three or four, so she was probably about Josh's age. And... Um, she was, I used to call him Liffy, and so Rhett was her Liffy, and oh, she was so jealous over him. <laughs> and Rhett was also, I remember him being very nervous. But then I think about the dynamic now, and my sister just sees my kids when it's a family get-together or a braai or a, or a visit, not because she's not due to lack of interest, but because I'm such a damn control freak. Yeah. And she probably doesn't have the confidence to say, man, let the kids come stay over by me. Because, And to be honest, not that I don't trust her, but I would obsessively phone her probably every hour and because I know Cindy's the fun aunt and she's going to like introduce <laughs> all sorts of bad habits. Cindy, if you ever listen to to this you know this is true <laughs> I know you you're a, a chancer I know you'll take chances at least with me like I was I was I was almost a disciplinarian with the the two little ones and if I think about it now if my sister were to discipline my kids I would like You'd lose be like how my mind so the ish lies with us in this instance <laughs> I, that I am I'm the problem yeah I'm the problem too <laughs> um but you know what I have to say this when um any of the aunties and uncles come around. Uh, Elijah's just ecstatic. And I have to say, the feeling is quite mutual. Uh, Ray's, so Ray's sibling, Ray's brother is 10 years older than I am. So, And I mean, they've got these teenage daughters and um, the lot Lamiki. But I have to say, we, and they're three girls. So when I did my gender reveal with Elijah and it came up that Elijah was a boy, Ray's brother just burst into tears. Oh, <laughs> it was really sure. heartwarming and so excited because he's just got all these girls, and finally there's this boy, and there's someone to oh. carry on the herb's name, etc., oh, etc. Nice. Et and you know, Claire, um, his wife, also just adores Elijah. They all adore Elijah. He's, well, he's, he's a like a celebrity yeah. in the household. And I have to say, my brother and sister also just adore him. They they don't see him as much as they'd like. I mean, life gets busy. Yeah, and I think the geographic distance makes e it. Yeah, even though they're in Pretoria, they're not down the road. Exactly, it's not like we can pop in and whatever. But also, speaking of popping in, like we live in four ways, and my um, in-laws live uh, on the East Rand, the Bedford View side, and so. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and my brother-in-law and his fiance, who are godparents to our children, both our children, will often do that because they have family, other uh, family out in that side of the world where we stay. And when they are there, they'll always message and say, "Hey, if you guys are not busy, can we pop in to see the kids or whatever?" And one Sunday evening, a while ago, they messaged to say, "We're in the area. Can we drop by?" And they came to do the kids' bath and bedtime routine. Just they were in the area and they dropped in and I can't tell you how that changed my life just because they were there to help us do this listen luckily Monday was a school holiday because Joshua just gets out of his <laughs> he's just in his element and he just jumps out of his everything that was boxed before every emotion just goes flying out the window and he does get riled up quite a lot when his aunt and uncle visit mm -hmm. just because there's so much fun and now he gets to play and do all sorts of funny, crazy things with his uncle. Absolutely adores his uncle. Um, but 
it did help me because I could do a couple of things in the house that normally I would have to do only once the kids have gone to bed. So on that Sunday night, Rhett and I could quickly do those things, say goodnight to the kids, they read them a bedtime story and put them uh, down for their nap or their their, uh, sleep. And we actually got to sit down and watch a bit of TV that evening just because we didn't have to. You didn't have to do that. We didn't have to do the clean the kitchen, get ready for work the next day and all of that kind of stuff. So it it is those small things when it does happen, it it changes your life because it's it is so helpful. I've got to say, the same thing happened with me. The first, so Ray left on the Wednesday and my brother happened to come for supper that night. And, um, I mean, he had no choice. I had no choice. Elijah just said um, his uncle needs to read him the story. And, uh, I like, Jono's my brother. And he, he never used, he hasn't ever put Elijah to bed. So I just let him do the bedtime story. And I'm just like, he's going to, manipulate my brother into mm. like reading another story, another story or talking to him and the spare time's gonna take longer so I took over and did that but it was so nice to ha- for have my brother there the night the first night that Ray wasn't there because it was a bit of a distraction yes and then um on Saturday I had one of my best girlfriends come over Auntie Mish mm. and Auntie Mish is a real fun auntie. Oh, and man. I've got two of my good friends um, that are around in, in the area. They are the fun, the Fonties. Uh-huh. They call themselves the Fonties. The and they really are. Like, and Elijah, when I say he loves it when his aunties and uncles come around, that includes Auntie Mesh and Auntie Cal, my, my two, um, two of my best friends who, who live here. And who love them like they, they yeah they they truly do yeah. they're obsessed they're like borderline obsessed with my child they love him to death as if he's family yes and they are the ones because they are in Joburg they very often come and babysit if Ray and I need to go somewhere or do something yes and they they've got the bedtime routine waxed and I have to tell you Auntie Mish just did exactly what um, your brother and sister in law did the other day. She came, she needed support, so I poured her a glass of wine and I heard her out and whatever. And then when bath time came, and I hadn't even gotten to make the beds that day or to do anything. So I had started with that stuff and she didn't even ask. She went straight to the bathroom, poured the bath, bathed my child, dressed him, and um, I put him to sleep But because she had to go attend to emails and do work stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But she... Did everything mm. without asking. Mm. And I had no um, illusion in my mind that she wasn't doing anything properly or right or whatever. Maybe I've even just come to that point where it's just like, if he doesn't get his teeth brushed. It's not the end his, of the damn world. Yeah, or his like, feet are still a little bit dirty because she didn't get in there. I don't care. Somebody else is doing that. Is helping me with this, yes. You mentioned in the sleep episode that we did last week that the bath bed, the dinner bath bed routine is like Groundhog Day. It is mind-numbing and soul-killing sometimes. And it's so repetitive, but you they, you got to do it. You can't get out of no. doing it. Like, and it, it, your child's sleep depends on those those it's, sequence of events it, happening. It's their security. It's what they know. Yeah. yeah. So for somebody else to just slot in and do it. Help with what that. What an effing relief. Yeah, it's so nice. So, um, yeah, included in, in my support from my family who have assured me that they are always there are my best girlfriends 
who are fantastic. What's nice about that as well is that your girlfriends are also not married yet and don't have kids of their own and that kind of thing. Because um, for us, with Red's friends who um, aren't married and don't have kids yet, they also, I mean, they adore our kids. Or maybe they just pretend to adore them. (laughs) I I don't know, just because we're so obsessed They can't just give them back. That's That's the thing. That's the thing. I think it's also for them quite, it's it's nice. Oh, what a cute kid. And it's so nice to interact with him. And then I get to give them back to you. And I can go (laughs) to my bed and I can put my feet up and be like, fuck, I'm glad I'm not those two. (laughs) (laughs) Cute kid, but yes, like, I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah, yeah. This is like all the time, energy and questions and and I mean maybe it is like that for them maybe it's not but I we're lucky that also like my my best friend Romina she adores adores my kids as though they were her own she's also got her own niece and nephew that she absolutely is just so in love with and she's so patient and kind and loving and she's a she's a, a kind and loving person by nature and so just to see how much of herself she gives with these with these boys and girls that she adores i think it's also very um and just as an outsider i think it's it's very rewarding for uh, someone who doesn't have children of their own yet or who doesn't have a family life to know that they're able to impart some Some of that love some of that love and even oftentimes knowledge because you have with these toddlers as you know the most interesting conversations with them sometimes and then to just realize how this tiny human's mind works I mean the wonders that we have as a parent where we look at our kids and we're just like we're so lucky yes and aunties and uncles can slot in and get that kind of... Yes, and appreciate that as well. Because I think when they spend time with the kids in that way, they realize, I can see why you're so obsessed with these kids, aside from the fact that they're yours and you love them. But you always tell us how, how cute this one is and how in love you are with them and how life-changing it is. When they're in that moment, and they, as much as they feel like, fuck, I'm glad this is over because this is hard work, um, I think in those moments they can relate to a degree because they just feel that in awness mm. that that we have. I suppose it. in being an auntie and seeing uh, the three girls uh, grow up the way that I did, I I love. I've always loved kids. I've always been good with kids. I always knew I wanted to be a mom. Mm. But being with them and just craving that closeness—that's something that they don't have, and that, that's something that I that closeness and and feeling getting the hugs and cuddles and whatever i i was just adamant that of course i need this for myself Mm, you know mm, i need mm. so it is in being an auntie that i really realized i have to be a mother there's no way and i mean as much as i love my kid and uh, it has its challenges and there's so much that i'm grateful for i i mean i told you this earlier i i genuinely think i was i was a better aunt than i am a a mom because there's just I think the aunties and the uncles have the headspace to not have everything clouded by responsibility yeah. like parents do yeah because uh, also it's not it depends on the dynamic and it's different for every family but there's not that pressure of instilling discipline or um, making sure that you're molding this human into the best possible version of themselves um, 24-7. Not like nitpicking that they haven't gotten enough vegetables in this week because... Because, yes, in isolation, you're like, oh, does it really matter? It's just one sweet. But then 
having said that, I'm lucky that the aunts and uncles that we do have that play an integral part in my my kids' lives. That look, my sister will still push the boundaries a little bit. She'll <laughs> sneak them a sweet here and there just because she <laughs> doesn't care and she knows that it would irk me. And she'd just be like, "Ah, I'm the fun aunt. Don't worry about it." Kind of thing. <laughs> With the exception of you, Cindy. <laughs> um, I think for the most part, all the other aunts and uncles are pretty cautious um, as to what they do or give or say with the kid. Yeah, so let's unpack that. That's yeah. that's just reading the room yes. and knowing um like the boundaries, boundaries that the parents for their parenting plan and that kind of thing. Yeah, so that's the kind and then I, I would say it's very important to get the right kind of support from your village. Mm. All right? Because mm-hmm. these people, let's be honest, these this is the village that's raising our kid. Whoever's babysitting or caregiving for your child while you're not there or you're at a Brian, they're listening and having deep conversations with that person. That's part of your village. So mm. these aunties and uncles and fonties and funkles, yes. <laughs> they they are that uh, support system for you. But you as a parent, and I don't, I don't think we discuss this enough, but there's one truth for me is that it, if it's not the support you need, then it's not the support yeah, it's not support at all. Yes, is it? It I suppose your yeah, supports only support when it is something that you really need. Yeah. So, so if someone's barging into your home when you really needed some space and coming and taking over your kitchen and cooking because they're making you a meal, okay. But you're stressing me out. That's not the thanks. Kind of support it comes that from I it comes need. from a good place, but actually we're just like in the moment all barging in. Like I'm taking Elijah to the park. That's great, thanks. But it's his nap time now. Yes. So not the support I wanted. Whereas the aunties and uncles in our lives know how to read the room and yes. know when to respect that you are a parent now. Yes. And uh, they need to come and ask you. Yeah. So because at the end of the day, it's the child that suffers because now you give, and we're lucky that there isn't in our circle of in our village or my village with the kids, as far as the aunties and uncles and aunties and uncles are concerned. They do read the room and they do, if something happens, be like, Hold on, let's just check if that's okay with mom, or um, listen, we were thinking we'd like to take the kids for an outing of such and such. what time would be suitable for you or um, what day would be best. Or yeah. I know you said the kids have a bit of a cough, so it's an, it's an outdoor outing maybe for another time, but we yeah. would like to take them at some point. Elijah's, Elijah's asked for this chip, uh, for these chips. Can he have them? They're part of the adults, you know, chips. Yes. They're not his like usual flings. Oh, no, that's, at it's least fine, they've yeah. come to me and they've yes. asked me. Because at the end of the day, the kid is the one that suffers. If they were to go and just do as they they see fit or there's no harm in just giving him the sweet or giving him the this or the that they don't know that maybe the kids already had five sweets this morning and so that's fine you're spending an hour or two with the kid and then you leave and then later i sit with a sugar um hyped up child who the demon who now gets shouted and screamed at the rest of his afternoon exactly because he's not behaving and he won't listen and he's out of control it's the kid that suffers at the end of the day respecting those discipline boundaries that we so appreciate and also just what's stock standard in your house if you don't open that drawer because that's you know, the, the TV drawer with batteries and stuff like that. Yes. Elijah knows not to touch that drawer, but he'll push his boundaries. Exactly. And he went with Auntie Mish and he went and dug in that drawer yes. in our house. And all I had to do was lean over and just look at 
on submission just so she my could head. see yeah and she's like no let's play with something else but this is mom and dad's draw i yes. don't think you should and yes. she she didn't just shrug me off or whatever she respected that and also nice that you can have that freedom to indicate to her and her not feel like oh shit i'm doing something yes. wrong or i don't even know why i come here to visit because i'm not allowed to play with Elijah's i'm not allowed to do anything the way that i want to do it exactly it's just like okay but that's so that brings us you know, back to that whole support that we need. Exactly. That's where that village comes in. That as parents, it's so difficult. We talk about this all the time. In the age of information, to find one straight path that you and your spouse both agree on, and this is the way we want to raise our kid, mm. you can't have external people coming and shitting all over that. Exactly. You can't. It's so hard to implement it in the first place and to come to agreement about how you're going to raise your kid and then to have someone external come in and do something different because, ah, it's just this one time. No, the support we need. Yes, it's about support. Like, so is your intention to support me because you've expressed to me that you, you want to support and play a role in this child's life, which I'm really grateful for. But then the support I need means you supporting my plan and my decision and my strategy with my child. I'm not expecting you to agree with them. And yes. I'm not expecting you to, to make them your own. I'm just expecting your support. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, I think also what I enjoy about um, the village that I have around me is that I can see, and to a degree I am lenient for the most part because I can see how much love and adoration my children have for this village it's of such a people. You to, to see these relationships blossoming. It's like it's so th- nice. Yes. Just the yes, closeness. Yesterday my nephew was visiting and my sister's son. He's the oldest of all the all my mom's grandkids. And he's now in high school, he's first year in high school, and he uh, put Jessie down for her nap. And she was just in awe of him when he arrived yesterday. She's also just at that age now where she notices more things. So she was just, she would not stop staring at him. And so <laughs> Josh calls him Andre. <laughs> <laughs> like a proper Sodi called Andre. Andre. <laughs> and um, Jesse, for some reason, decided that he's going to be called Anini. We call Andre Anini Anini. She oh, called him the man. whole afternoon, That's so and cute. he had to lie by her and lap. And she put her hand. He lay by her very awkwardly. I could see uncomfortable on her bed, and I kept on saying to him, "Just make yourself comfortable and pretend like you're sleeping." He just lay there with his neck cricked up like this because he wasn't sure how to lie next to her. <laughs> and she just put her little hand on him and she patted him until she finally fell asleep oh, patting him. Cute. It was the cutest thing. But now listen to me, right? How do they know? Elijah knows who this, like, it sounds weird when I say it, but the safe uncle, like the uncles who are his, are genuinely. Yes, yes like my people. I know my, who my people are. How do they know who the, who's their people? Because they don't understand, like Elijah definitely doesn't understand the concept exactly of. how the person fits this into the This is my brother. Do mm. you understand that Uncle Jono is my brother? Do you understand that Auntie Kim is my sister? Yes. How do they know who to feel safe with and who to obsess about? And because it really is that they are more drawn to the people that we are actually close to. I don't know how they know it because Rhett's aunt 
is absolutely obsessed with our children. She loves them as though they are her own grandchildren. She visits them weekly. And if she can't see them once a week, she has like withdrawal. She like misses them so much. And she is she is my children's biggest, probably more than their grandparents, <laughs> like biggest fan. She'll be like, you see, you see how clever he is. Look at how he knew how to put that lid on them. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. he's just putting a lid on a container, lady. But she adores them. And you can see Josh and Jace just are drawn to her. I don't know if it's a dynamic or if it is. I have no idea how they know, but they know who are their people. There is some kind of a magic in it. Mm. It's beautiful to watch. It's such a beautiful dynamic. And at the end of the day, I'm so, nothing is more heartwarming to me than for ex- when my sister posts a message in the, the uh, family group and she'll say, I absolutely am in love with this child mm. because it makes my heart so warm that my children are so loved uh, because I love them like that and I don't expect you to love them like that. But to know that you do is just the most rewarding feeling in the world, just to know how much love there is going around for these little kids. And that's what that's what growing up should be. Like if I think of my childhood memories and and growing up and which of my aunts I loved going to or the excitement I felt when I knew I was going playing to with see these them. cousins and yes yeah and I know I can see that excitement. I mean it is it's tangible in the room when Josh has got all his favorite people around him. He, Elijah's exactly the same. And he's a little bit, he's a biggie bite to say Cassie. I know, he, he, he's a little, I'm, I look at him and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to calm this kid down again. But, <laughs> but I can handle that kind of high. It's not like he's been fed sugar all day and that's why it's he's out of control. happy and he's excited he just, by the people that are in his life and that they're here and they're all in the same room. It's a beautiful thing to see. together and yeah. I just, I get to have them all with me. It's like he cannot soak it up enough. Yes. Yeah, it's Elijah's really nice. the same. He, just when that doorbell rings, his face lights up and he goes, who's here, mommy? Who's here? <laughs> it's so cute, yeah. actually, how excited they can get. So there is one thing. You know, we just spoke about reading the room and just the appropriateness or whatever. How do you feel about the aunties and uncles disciplining your child? Because you disciplined. I feel so <laughs> sheepish for discussing this, actually, because <laughs> I, I was quite a disciplinarian when it came to um, my sister's children. And I think I was a little bit young still when my brother had his kids. But I, I was, I think they do know me as someone who's quite firm in there are boundaries and you don't, you don't push them too much. But I mean, I never, I never like gave them hidings or things like that. Put them in the corner, you know, yeah. to, or time out to think about things. I don't or. know if I was maybe just because. I suppose it's not your kid. As much as you love them and you know you need to help them understand what is acceptable and what isn't, I, I don't. I never smacked them or anything like that. But I was quite firm with them, and I feel a bit like a poopole now because <laughs> I, it wasn't with the wrong intention. But I just I am oversensitive. So if anyone else disciplines my kid, I get my back up. Yeah, and I don't know if it is because. And in, in saying so, I do want them to follow my parenting strategy. So if I say no, this can't then happen. Then they also need to say I no. I expect them to enforce those boundaries, but don't discipline my kids. So what am I actually saying? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I think I would be a bit funny if somebody else sent my kid to the naughty corner or gave him a timeout. Yes. 
uh, you know, it would feel a bit weird. But like I say, that never really has to happen as long as your support system follows yeah. and, and re- reads the room, like we say. I don't think it needs to come to that. I mean, I, if I think back on the times that I did discipline my sister's kids, I would say to her, I, I would like take Andre or Hayley and say, uh-uh, you know, that's not a good idea, mommy. Um, we're just having a bit of prob- uh, trouble here. I said we can't do this, and this is the reason. Um, what do you What do yeah. you think? Or let's hear what mommy s- has to say. So always bring it back to their parent, right? Because that is the yeah. person that's supposed to discipline them. And when the parent wasn't around, then obviously when you're babysitting, you have to say, no, mommy wouldn't like that, remember the rules, and that kind of thing. But I was quite strict with them and I, I don't know if, if I would like for <laughs> my sister necessarily to be that strict with my kids. I don't think I ever disciplined my nieces from time to time like I, I think I caught one of them at some point just being a little nasty to one of their friends and I called them on it and they were really embarrassed and almost angry with me for embarrassing them mm, and I was mm. just like well dude you know what you're my family and I'm gonna have to call you on being a little bitch to one of your friends. And also actions have consequences. And so, and it's because I love you that exactly I'm helping that. you with this. Yes. And I don't think even my brother and sister-in-law know about the incident unless money's told them. Mm. But I think that's it. I, there was never a need to put them in the corner or to – because we were always playing. Mm. And then that comes back to the full circle of that's the magic of the aunties and uncles is mm. that they don't really need to be – they don't have the weight of responsibility that parents do to have to concentrate on how much vegetables, how you know, how many vegetables a mm. day go into the kid, or how much screen time, or um, you know, having to do washing and do the dishes and make the bids and mm. all of that stuff. The stuff that draws our attention away from the kids, the aunties and uncles don't have the stuff that draws their attention away. So they're in it. Yes, they can be present and be and enjoy that moment uh, with the kid. Still have a, a teaching or a disciplining moment to a degree or more but like I mean, it's guiding. never that bad, yes. is it? That they would have to give a hiding? No, or, it's never, I'm going to smack you on the bum or kind of thing. It's more of a, no, 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 let's not do that. Rather cause, like, have distraction or that kind of thing. Disciplining in a, in a very in a gentle way. In a gentle way. Whereas with us parents, I feel like I'm always the one shouting. I'm always the one screaming. And I've spoken to some of my friends as well. I mean, listen, my kid literally on Mother's Day said to his sister, no, 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 don't do that. This is my angry mommy. She will shout. <laughs> you know? And then I just I think to myself, great, Charlene, you're winning. You're, you're winning an angry at this mom. Thing. And then I suppose, but that's what, what your village or your support system's there for, to support you and not disciplining in the sense, well, in my to opinion. To reinforce. Yes. Mm. Not disciplining in the sense that I'm going to smack you now because you have no damn manners or anything like that. But also, if the parent is disciplining and offering guidance, would it ever need to come to that? No, I don't think so. My kid will... But look at us being experts, Charlene. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> Know-it-alls, yeah. But then I've noticed with my kid, he will push the boundaries with me severely, be naughty, but then with his aunt and uncles and, and the friends who are his aunties and uncles, he, he reigns it in a bit. Yes. 
I think it's the same as crèche, where they'll sleep at crèche and they'll eat the porridge, but when they come home, they have a, a meltdown about it. And I mean, they'll, they'll take chances, but it's it's an innocent naughtiness. It's yeah. not this defiant, I hate you, you suck, I'm going to spit my food on the floor just because you've had a bad day and I'm not in the mood for you. They don't. They do that with us. They don't do yes. it with the aunties and uncles. It's insane to me. Okay, so I think basically we can wrap up by saying, our siblings should have more kids so that we can aunt more. Yes. And be better aunts, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay, so what did we learn today? Well, definitely that we cannot we cannot do this parenting gig without these people that love our children as though they were their own and that they give of themselves as much as they can when they do because it would just I, – I, I know that there are families and parents who live far away. I mean, you were talking about – Just just Joburg and Pretoria, and Pretoria, the difference between that. And can you imagine someone who, for example, lives in Joburg with fam, all the family, aunts and uncles, grandparents in Cape Town or overseas or in the for that UK, matter? Or, yeah. I think of my brother and his wife. Luckily, his children are already older. They're teenagers and they're doing their own thing now. But when they moved to New Zealand, they their children were small. And uh, Tristan was only going to primary school, in the first year of primary school, when they just immigrated. So th- it is tough to not have a support system around you. Yeah, so for those uh, listeners who are there without people, ge- their people, geographically co- close to them, I want to say we see you, mm. definitely. It's hard, it's hard and we've got, those people and I mean I feel like I can't cope on any given day there's often times that I feel I can't cope and I'm in the in the moment I feel like I just need a break from my life that's how I feel and I have a support system yeah so yo I take my hat off to families who don't yeah so it's insane. Those. <laughs> you're doing a good job guys you're doing a good job and we know that you're coping because you have no other choice. And yeah. it's thankless that nobody like applauds you. We applaud you now, but nobody applauds you like, yes, like you must be going through hell and well done for coping. No one effing yeah. cares. Like just when last did you go watch a movie as a couple? No. Never, because there's nobody to watch your fucking kid. Exactly. And and who who even doesn't have their head so far up their own ass to, to, to just have a moment to look around and be like, geez, like, look at what these people are no, doing. Nobody. No, no one cares. They're so busy with their own lives, yeah. as we all are. Somebody else we got to thank? Yes. The actual aunties, aunties and, and uncles. And aunties and uncles. We love you guys. We do, and we we love that we get to experience how our kids love you and how you love them back because that is one of the most rewarding things, aside from the fact that you're really helping us. The fact that you are making my kid experience that kind of love and joy, you, I'm, I'm eternally grateful to those people. It's insane. Yeah. Let's keep talking about this, guys. 
Yeah. Um, uh, you know that we want to chat to you about everything. Um, so everything we discuss every week. So if you weigh in, if you want to weigh in on something, if you have gr- great aunts and uncles or maybe shitty aunts and uncles in your lives, if you want to... Tell wanna us. We want to know. Swear, rant, cry or laugh. Just DM us a voice note on Instagram because you can do that now at The Great Equalizer Podcast. Or record one on your phone and hit us up over email as always, thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. And I have to add this. If you want to talk about, if you want us to talk about anything and you want to discuss something and you want us to get an expert in on a particular topic, don't be shy to contact us and let us know. And that's how we came to our sleep episode. We mm-hmm. had a, a caller email us and be like, are you guys going to do something about this? The newborn episode, same thing. Breastfeeding, same thing. Those all came from the crowd. Yeah. So if you're sitting on something that you're wrestling with at the moment in this parenting journey, hit us up, let us know, and we'll t- talk about our own experiences and then get an expert in if the topic requires us to. What's also great about that when we have our listeners interact like that, like I often have conversations with moms who say I'm battling with this or I'm battling with that, then I'll say to them, hold on, I'm going to send you a link to this episode that we recorded. Listen yes. to it. Someone, we spoke about it and it will be enlightening to you if you listen to it so when we have requests from our listeners we are able to send help to other moms who are battling with the same thing that you might be battling with or seek an expert's advice exactly so your import your your support's really important to us also free free feel feel free (laughs) that was a tongue twister (laughs) feel free to tag us on your instagram or on your facebook posts with the hashtags hashtag bombing at momming or hashtag bad mom moment now we can't be the only one sharing our, our stories every week, guys. I know. Come on, hit us up. And I tend to want to just share all my bad mom moments <laughs> lately because I feel like I'm not not bombing at momming at all. So please. You know what? I think hearing other people's bombing at momming stories is going to help us. I think so because sometimes I don't even realize I did something well when someone else says I did this. I was like, oh, I did that also. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So guys, please don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts. Or rate us on Facebook and hit the subscribe button so that you get notified every time there's a new episode. And the episodes stay up forever, so um, you don't have to worry that they'll expire if you haven't listened to them. And all our episodes are very well titled, so if you don't have time or the energy to listen all of them at once, you can go and cherry pick your favorite topics to start with. Exactly. And the more we've seen, the better this podcast will do and the better we can do for you and help as many moms in this community as possible just a reminder uh we have a competition running with nurture one nesting cushions Mm -hmm. the rules are simple so all you have to do is like or follow the great equalizer on facebook or instagram and do the same with nurture one then tag a fellow mom or mom to be in the comments and share to your stories for an extra entry. And don't forget to tag us, please. Uh, otherwise, we don't know that you've tagged us and your entry won't count. Yes. So please do that and tell all your friends. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so then next week, you can tune in for our little chat about stay-at-home moms. moms. So if you're a stay-at-home mom um, or you know someone who is a stay-at-home mom, stay tuned and... Um, Check us out on our social media. So and hit us up if you've got something to if say. If you've got something to say pre, pre-recording pre if you want to share. So guys, that's it for this week. Until next time, keep, keep your, your mom, mom game strong.
on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you.